0: on the Movie Marathoners Podcast, in honor of the upcoming Olympics, we're analyzing the 1993 comedy, Cool Runnings. So strap in, we're going turn by turn. The Movie Marathoners Podcast starts right now. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's podcast time. We're here with the Movie Marathoners with a very special Olympic episode with the, the Olympics coming up this week, start on Thursday. And we want to talk about the classic 1993 film Cool Runnings, starring Dougie Doug and the great John Candy. So let's first meet our three-man bobsled team. I'm Josh. Zach. Jake. And before we get started, um, we were supposed to have Red Stripe today, but Jake, you want to take the beer of the week
1: there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, your local Sure Fine uh, to (laughs) our area... Didn't really have any red stripes, so called Accumulation. And uh, quite the opposite of Jamaica. On the front, there's a trailer with some lights and snow on top of it. It's a uh, it's a white India pale ale. Uh, not bad. Winter-themed. Yeah, winter-themed winter for accumulation sure. Accumulation
0: is good for this because it has been Sunday days straight. So it has. That's not bad. Yeah. It's good. It's smooth. Mm-hmm. It's your classic. If you would have asked me... Who picked this beer, said Jake? No, I like what well, Tastes like a Jake beer. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of Jake, Cool Runnings is Jake's favorite movie. And if you listen to episode one of the Movie Marathoners podcast, you know that already. Yep. Jake, tell me why this is your favorite movie. My
1: favorite movie because it's nostalgic in a way that... Uh, I used to watch it all the time with my brother and my dad, and we thought it was the funniest thing in the world because that's our personality. Uh, More so me and my dad. My brother is a little more mature. Um, But uh, this was just – you know what? It ties in every element you want in a movie. It has comedy. It has motivation. It has a little bit of, uh, I guess, um, controversy. Um, It brings upon social issues because the Jamaicans really aren't accepted. But we do – I don't know if you did your research or not – but uh, they actually were pretty equally treated in real mm-hmm. life, but in the movie, they staged it a different way. But the um, thing you want in a movie, on top of that, it's silly. I love it. Like mm-hmm. I do I don't like think the it was,
0: goofiness of it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really... I don't think it was intended to be as funny as it was, Maybe. but the cast was just... Excellent. And John Candy... really is
0: your classic sports movie. Yeah,
1: another classic by John Candy.
0: I mean, John, You can't go wrong with John Candy. Yeah. I've seen a John Candy movie I didn't like. Right. Zach saw this one and didn't like it.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um, when you told me that we were going to do an episode on Cool Runnings, I just I didn't know what to make of it because all the other movies that we've done, movies I enjoy are like thinker movies, critically acclaimed, and this was a children's movie with really, it's hit two major plot points. They were from Jamaica and they competed in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it seemed like it was just, you know, fill in the blanks, however you feel best. Disney and yeah, pretty America. much it was
0: the same thing as uh, um, another one that was like this was Mighty Ducks. Yeah. As, at least they didn't make a cool runnings too. So yeah, you know, I, I did. Re- I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, and I did from the first time I watched it in 1993 till now. I, I still like it. I still like it. It's a good watch. It's fun. It's exciting. You really don't have to think at all. It's one of those movies that we pop on. And it's funny because the, a lot of the our favorite movies that we had brought up as our favorite movies in mm-hmm. episode one, because this is the same crew we had for episode one, was they weren't thinkers. It was something yeah. you can pop up like when you're falling asleep or doing dishes or whatever. It's a feel good movie. You're just hearing it. You you know all the lines and it just yeah, it's a feel good. It, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, and you should go check this movie out. Um, it's loosely, very, very loosely based on the 1988 Olympic bobsled team, which was the first um, Olymp- Olympic winter sport team from the Caribbean Um, and it's completely made up by Disney and it made it far more dramatic than it actually was in real life we're gonna start out by uh, going through the film we're gonna review it discuss a little bit about it and as we really like to do here we're gonna then flip it on its head and gut it like a fish so
2: (laughs) can I do uh, one thing quick yeah so I'm on the IMBD page for this and um, the IMBD app has a little section that says more like this. Like if you liked this movie, Cool Runnings, you might also like these movies. Correct, yeah. Okay, so let me give you the rundown of the top five movies that it says are like this one. Number one, Sister Act, the original. Yep. Doctor Doolittle, the original with Eddie Murphy, not the original original. So major <laughs> pain with uh, one of the Waynes brothers. Who, who yeah. cares? Whatever. Sister Act 2. And then to round off that fantastic uh, Oh, Jake's going to love this group. one. Sinbad's First Kid. <laughs> Let's
0: go. Jake loves Sinbad. I'm telling you, these are like all my
2: favorite movies. Yeah. So this goes hand but in that's hand. the thing
0: is those are great 90s, just offbeat kind of comedies that are just goofy. Sort of a family movie. But they're still a little edgy. Right. Which is funny because like in the 90s you could get away with an edgy comedy movie like Cool Runnings. Yep. There's a couple things in here that are a little edgy, not quite... Kid friendly. And it's PG. It's
1: PG. So it's yeah. like, PG used to say like, PG has word. changed, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. word. I'm not allowed to swear. You gotta nope. censor. That's you know? true.
0: I guess, yeah. So the uh, the movie opens up, Cool Runnings opens up, and we're we're seeing um, Darice sprinting around the island. Yes. And these beautiful, beautiful scenery, it kinda showcases Jamaica's natural beauty. Now you guys have not been, right? I've yeah. been, oh, you, I have right. been, yes. Okay. Yeah, so you know, I mean, it is a gorgeous island. Yeah, it's beautiful, especially around like the the oceanside views. Mm-hmm. But then back in with the jungles and everything like that is just a gorgeous island. So I thought it was really cool the way that it was showcased in this film. It was obviously filmed on location, right, in Jamaica, which is, makes it even better. Uh, but after Doris is running around, then we go to the the Rasta rocket, the pushcart race Love with it. Sanka. Best scene. <laughs> and um, it, it's Dougie Doug plays plays Sanka Coffee, which is like an awesome name. When I, I found out it. that
1: Sanka wasn't a real character, it really broke oh, my heart. It's such a bummer. Yeah.
0: With the Jake brought up the lucky egg before, oh, I before we it. started. That's <laughs> it, so funny. He's got his lucky egg. He kisses it before the race. yep It's so good. And, and he says this is his seventh Derby in a row, and he's like the oldest guy. And all the rest <laughs> of it, everybody else that's competing are like little kids. Yeah. And he's running his seventh Derby in a row. <laughs> But this is the first time that we see one of the lines that's sort of reoccurring in it is when he crashes Mm -hmm. and he hears, Senka, you dead? Senka, you dead? Yeah, man. (laughs) Such a classic. So now we skip to um, a little bit on the other side of the island and apparently they all go to each other's stuff, like they're supportive of each other, which is, well, at least Senka and Doris, they're best friends. So now... Doris, along with uh, Junior and uh, Lou Brennan, Yule Brenner, they're all competing for the uh, games in Seoul, South Korea, the Summer Games, and they're all sprinters in this film. So it turns out Junior ends up tripping them all, and then none of them make it; they don't get through the qualifying race. So to see that they were um, that they were that close. And then they see all of their dreams slip away. Obviously, Yule is a little upset. And it comes in later on in the um, the recruitment section of it when Yule just goes off on Junior. So he's yeah. not happy about him. So we have that little bit of, of tension there, aggression to begin with. But also in between these scenes, we find out that Doris's dad was an Olympic athlete mm-hmm. too. Right. Ben. Ben yeah. Back. There you go. He was a sprinter in the Olympics and he was, a, you know, a hero of the Olympics. So, of course, when when he brings it up to the committee in, in Jamaica, they they laugh at him because they're like, dude, your dad was a, a, a medal winning sprinter. Like, what are you doing? Right. Doing this. They think it's a joke. So, he goes to see this Mr. Coolidge guy at the committee and he gives him this whole story about his dad and this guy, Irv Blitzer. Mm-hmm. And then we're introduced to John Candy. Yes. Sitting in a bar betting on a horse race, listening to it on the radio. He smashes it with the with the pool cue after. <laughs> so we see a little bit of aggression out of him, yep. which is fun. And I think John Candy plays the character really w- right off the bat, right? He does.
1: I love John Candy because he has like such subtle humor, and mm-hmm. it's great. Like, he just does such a good job with that in all of his movies, really. Yeah. But- you know what you're going to get
2: with John Candy. Yeah. It's going to be funny. So <clears throat> John Candy and Dan Aykroyd... I'm going to draw a comparison from. Sure. I think both of them are just kind of like stuck in what was funny <laughs> and what got them their start. And I just like didn't find John Candy that funny in this movie. I think he's great. Like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, he's hilarious. Absolutely great. Uncle movie. Buck. Yeah, Uncle Buck. Buck hilarious. But I just don't think his sense of comedy and like his timing in this really fit the part. I think all the other characters fit exactly who they were supposed to portray. I don't feel like he was supposed to be a really funny character in this movie. Neither do I. I'm not saying that he was, like, you know, rolling the floor laughing. I'm saying that he was just his style of comedy, I feel, didn't fit what I thought the character's sense of comedic input should be Mm -hmm. or could be in this film.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. I think that... Really, Sanko was the funny one, if you want to say that. Mm -hmm. And then there was some other, you know, varying comedy throughout. But, yeah, I I agree. I don't think John Candy was as funny as he normally is. But
1: maybe not supposed to be. So uh, I'm going to say something that might get a little edgy. You may have to delete it. I don't know. Bring it. Um, So I started watching uh, football around the the time that I first, like, watched Cool Runnings. Mm Mm-hmm. So I always thought that uh, the actor of Sanko was Ricky Williams. Ricky. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then Yul Brenna was Terrell Davis. So uh, that really like struck a chord, and that's why I really started liking Cool Running. So that's right. like the guy. actual reason that I started liking Cool Running. So I thought they were the actors of those people, um, but then I found out, obviously, they're not, and they look nothing alike at all, but right. I'm just like, oh, he has dreadlocks, and he's bald, so they must be that person. So, yeah, I mean, to a kid, it's that's, one of those that's things. What it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. so uh, that really got me started, and mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, Yul Brenner, he's just a beast, big guy, yeah. you know, like, that dude, it's gotta be, he had to be a ball player or something, you know? That was so, what's cool
0: about Yul Brenner when we first get introduced to him, well, not first, when we first get introduced to him, it's at the race, but we don't know who he is. yeah. He shows up to the recruitment afterwards, and we find out a little bit more about him, his motivation to do this. He doesn't want to be in the Olympics per se. He just wants to get off the island. Right mm-hmm. now, when when I was in Jamaica, we took this um, this rafting trip, and it was really cool. You kind of like zip line through the jungle, yeah, out to this like really remote section, and mm-hmm. you take these uh, rafts down the river, loops back around, you zip line back to the main to the main area again. Right. Um, it was really awesome. But we went with these two guys and they were they were some of the funniest, coolest guys I've ever met. They were mm-hmm. the tour guys on, on the trip. Yeah. So we got to talking to them about, you know, what it's like living there and stuff like that and what it's like doing what they do. And you could see that it just like the the joy kinda ran away from their faces. And and um we were we we're taking pictures with them and the one guy said, this is the only way I get off this island is in pictures.
3: Oh, wow. So we talked to him a
0: little bit about it. And it was like, it, it's like $700,000 or something like that to get a visa to leave Jamaica because they don't want people to leave. Yeah, because they it they, it's so bad there poverty wise. Right, and resources are, are drained. Oh yeah, and so they figure if somebody leaves, they're not coming back. Oh yeah, so they make it very very expensive to get off that island. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was the saddest thing that he was like the only the only way I get off this island is in these pictures.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um. So because people look at it as like this beautiful resort island, right. and it's there's any dark side to it there too. Plus with all the the drug trade and everything is huge huge there, especially in Kingston, it's overrun with drug lords and Mm -hmm. it's always a mess. Actually, when we were, when we were there, we had left and like two days later, one of the big drug kingpins in Kingston escaped prison and was just running amok on the island and they couldn't find him. They shut the whole place down, closed all the airports, closed all all the uh, harbors and everything. And uh, they did eventually catch them again. But, I mean, that's pretty much life on that island.
3: Yeah.
2: It's sad. That is sad. I would say that's pretty close to a lot of island life. When we were in Hawaii, like, <clears throat> you know, especially coming from Buffalo in November, you know, Hawaii is just like something out of a dream. But you talk to a couple people who have grown up there, and it was, I would, I would say – kind of polarizing it's like you talk Mm -hmm. to some people and they were like oh i love it i live my whole life here i would never go anyplace else we took um a couple tours of people who were born there they grew up and then the one girl left um her she married a guy who was in the military and he was born he was from minnesota so i mean talk about the dichotomy of climates and that (laughs) but um so they ended up moving to minnesota she used to be, um, <clears throat> like the, a hike tour guide every time, ever since she got a job. Um, and then she moved to Minnesota and she worked in an office for like four years and she told her husband, we need to go back to Hawaii or I need to get a divorce. Basically, I would feel the same wow. way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So obviously they ended up moving back to Hawaii yeah. and she was one of her <laughs> tour guides and she was like, I've never had any other way. But then I've also met people, um. One of my buddies dated a flight attendant for a long time, so I met a couple people who were flight attendants, and they said that's one of the biggest occupations in Hawaii is flight attendants, because people need a way to get, I mean, island that's fever, true, they yeah. need a way to mm-hmm. get off and have something different than, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this, which is, you know, who wants to escape from paradise, but.
1: Uh, it's kind of an irony. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to go there that doesn't live there, but people who live there just want to get out. Mm-hmm. Like people
0: who do move there and become those permanent vacationers, where they like open up a surf shop or something yeah, right on the beach, yeah. yeah, that's just their life now.
1: That's wild. Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: I mean that, that really is a, a lot of island life because its resources are so limited on an island, and especially with I mean, Jamaica was pretty much raped for sugarcane. Yeah, and there was slavery in Jamaica up until the sixties, nineteen sixties there's slavery in Jamaica. That's crazy. So, I mean, that, that country has been through so much and then to finally get freedom, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: what are you going to do with it? Right. I mean, they were basically just shut off Mm -hmm. when they got freedom, England pulled the plug and that was it. Yeah. I mean, they were shut off. So they were on their own. So they're still recovering from that. And it hasn't even been that long. I mean, it was just the sixties, Yeah. but they're still recovering from that and trying to find themselves. So it really is an emerging country Still, which and is this happened cool in to be 88 there. too. This was 88, so, like... yeah, so this wasn't even that long after yeah. all that went down, right? Real
2: life uh, 88. Real it life 83. 1993, right, 1993
0: right. was the film, yeah. yes. <laughs> so let's fast forward a little bit to their, their first day running the bobsled, and they got this rickety old cart that they pull up to the top of the hill. and Irv is uh, John Candy is assigning. <laughs> Roles Mm -hmm. and Sanka just right off the bat because he's the push cart driver, he's like, I'm the driver. And he's like, he says, no, and he runs down what he needs to do as a driver, just studying when everybody's out at the bar, you're sitting in your room studying and you got to do this and you got to do this. And you're responsible for everybody. He goes, yeah, you know what? I'll be the brake man. (laughs) So (laughs) so he gets thrown to brake man. He's totally happy with that. And Doris, who's obviously the most um, competitive and committed of the group ends Mm -hmm. up as the driver. Right. and. So Junior's dad doesn't support him, and I I feel like that might be a lot for a lot of parents these days. Mm-hmm. For kids in the Olympics, it's like that's not really a, an ongoing position, right? I mean, you train all the time, and you have like the World Championships and stuff that you that you go to and compete yeah. in. But as far as the Olympic itself, it's once every four years. Yeah, so it's not really a full time. Gig. Unless and you get it's sponsored, yeah. it's not like a super reasonable job
1: or right. career path. Yeah. So
0: I, I mean, to a, to a to a certain extent, I can see Junior's dad being like, "No, you're not doing this." But I think it's cool towards the end of the film when Junior does stand up to him finally, and he becomes his own man and decides that he's going to do this. Oh
1: yeah. Um, yeah.
2: There's a. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I guess as far as making a career out of being in the Olympics, there's in 2008, I believe it was, um, the U.S. women's gymnastics team, um, like Shawn Johnson, Natasha Lucan. A.K.A. mm -hmm. Your wife. uh, Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that was going to be part of my point. So Jake thinks Shawn Johnson. I'm married to Shawn Johnson. You're not. (laughs) Who's that lady you're married to? They look alike, I guess, slightly. Yeah. but I so I follow her on social media, um, but it's like she wrote a book. She just does like seemingly random things yeah. to make money, uh-huh. and it's she's married to uh, an ex NFL player. Yeah, or uh, was he ever in the league? Yeah, he's still, he's a free agent, so he never really. I think he was in camp. He actually didn't make the team,
1: mm-hmm. so he's been on the Raiders, the Rams, and like the Jaguars. But, um, so he's
2: not that good, but um, I mean he's good anyway. But she's better than he is. He's better than us. I mean, she's yes. got gold medals. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean she's the yeah. the quote unquote breadwinner, I guess. Because <laughs> yes. yeah, but yeah. It, it
0: was I was she, looking at a lot of that stuff, kind of researching for this of where these famous Olympic athletes are now,
3: mm-hmm. and I
0: didn't see that one though. But uh, it's kind of funny that they just. It's just this thing. Yeah. And they do this thing and then they're back to normal life. Right. It's not an ongoing professional sports
2: career Mm -hmm. for most of them. Well, that's kind of what the Olympics were supposed to be. Right. Like, they stemmed from ancient Rome. Yeah. And these guys were just farmhands, basically, who were good at wrestling. Like, they weren't Mm -hmm. going to the gym every single day and honing their craft. It was just kind of like, tougher than the next guy and then when the whole thing was over they just returned to whatever they do and maybe somebody recognizes them when they go get something to eat or go to the bar or whatever yeah it's rare
0: that that you would have especially at this point in 1988 that you would have a like michael phelps caliber athlete yeah who is constantly competing i mean Mm -hmm. now he's retired but when he was competing he was constantly it was like every weekend he's at and everyone's gonna watch it yeah and everyone's gonna be there and watch it and Mm -hmm. It, it's rare that you would have that superstar. That's more of a modern era Olympic thing. I, I mean, we had, you know, there were some, you know, Jesse Owens, and yeah. there were some superstars in the past, but now it's like every Olympic athlete is is a mega superstar. Well,
1: yeah. this
2: was also the time period, um, uh, 1988. What was Miracle, 1981? Yeah. 1980. Uh, I, I think, 1980? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously, even number. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was kind of the same thing where professional athletes just didn't compete in the Olympics, no, right? So they weren't allowed to, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was an uh, Olympic and it committee. Was,
0: it was it frowned upon too. After they did allow them, yeah, it's kind of frowned, like the the uh, U.S. the basketball, basketball team, that was the just, dream team, yeah, that was like everybody in the world hated that they did that, right? But they brought in professional basketball players and fair. just mopped the floor with everybody, yeah. And you got these amateurs from like from other countries, Lithuania, that, yeah, Lithuania. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good example. Barely and, feel, and then, feel the team. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we got the dream team there. So allegedly this is the dream team from Jamaica, right? Oh, yeah. But they don't have enough money to compete. Now, this has happened. It's funny that this that this is in this film because they, they need $20,000 to get to the Olympics. And Junior ends up selling his car right. to get the money, and, and they get there. But this has happened time and time again that, that – the Olympic team has from Jamaica has not been able to finance their way to the Olympics and it actually happened just a few years ago what they did was they they set up this kind of crowdsource you know GoFundMe sort of thing it was through uh, Tilt.com and they didn't set it up it was somebody I think it was Tilt.com actually set it up and they raised over $127,000 for the team so that's where the money came from that now, this year, for the first time ever, Jamaica is fielding a qualified women's bobsled team because of that funding. Yeah. So this movie really kind of was the catalyst to all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't have been anything if Jamaica wasn't... Because there's other island countries, there's other warm-weather countries that have bobsled teams. Yeah, right. But this movie really propelled Jamaica into
1: the spotlight. Yeah, I, I was looking it up. There was another... There was actually another that Caribbean year, team, yeah, yeah, Antilles or Netherlands. Bantilles it was the U.S. Virgin Islands, yeah, yeah, and also Mexico. Mexico, oh, Mexico had really? that year
0: too. Hey.
3: Wow,
0: and New Zealand. Now these weren't all the four-man bobsled. A lot of those were two-man, two-man. but still, they had they their inaugural <laughs> bobsled year was that year, and also Austria. And Austria is like a powerhouse now, yeah. So which is cool because they ended. Austria ended up taking the gold. It was either gold or silver in 92, which mm-hmm. was only their second Olympics. Yeah. Which uh, that's unheard of for a team to get that good at That's amazing. really fast like that. Right. I could totally see Austria having a team. Right. I could too. But now they're they're like, uh, Austria is great in uh, bobsled. Sorry, I love like the sliding sports they call them in yeah. the Olympics. Bobsled, luge, skeleton. Austria like is meddling in everything there now. What's it's the difference like between Austria luge and skeleton? In, uh, luge is on your back. Skeletons on your stomach head first. Oh.
3: Yeah, That's I love suicide. the skeleton, it's yeah. so cool,
0: <laughs> that is it is nuts. the best, those guys have the best helmets too because they always have like some kind of like screaming face on the front or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. The, the skeleton is so much fun to watch and they're going That's fast too. Yeah. yeah, really fast. We were just talking about that before we came over I and mean, those guys are like 100 plus mile an hour. You've gotta hour have a death wish almost, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean you look at these sleds going that fast, you go that fast
0: on Jeez. basically a couple of ice skates. <sighs> And and these guys, it's the equivalent of going down a really steep hill on the saucer on your stomach. <laughs> you just oh like gosh. you're going, and the skis. The, I mean, they're you get that starting part that's kind of a groove, right? But after that, after you get out of the groove, you're just open. Oh yeah, and, and it's tough. Like to see that, I mean, you're basically like a NASCAR race where you're going up on the turns and everything too. The wave, the wave, riding the wave. So they fly to Canada they've never felt snow before or any kind of cold before mm-hmm. once they get there. So one of the funniest things is with um, with Sanka. He
1: puts all of his clothes on, puts the bag over him, and he says, uh, one of my favorite quotes, I'm not smoking. Yeah. I'm breathing. Sanka, they say, what are you smoking? smoking. He's the, the... Yeah.
0: Come Phenomenal. On. I don't think that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, he does. Sanka, what are you smoking? He goes, I'm not yeah, smoking, I got that but one I'm right.
1: breathing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This entire episode wouldn't be the same without Jake's horrible Jamaican accent. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you right now. So, uh, I always end up coming back to a Jamaican accent. Whenever I do any accent, I don't know how it's possible. And my accent's not that great as it is. But uh, another thing, what you started the episode off with, was the actual song. Yeah. and uh, Or not the song, the but start, their chant. Yeah. Their chant, rather, yeah. So, I always said, feel the rhythm, feel the ride get on up, it's bobsled time. It's feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Yeah, everybody yeah. else knew that. You didn't have to clarify. <laughs> you were the only person that thought it
0: was a ride. Yeah. Just terrible. So they go, uh, they, they go and sign up. Irv Blitzer, this is the first time that we kind of see that he is, he didn't just quit, he was kind of shamed mm-hmm. out of the sport because he goes to meet the U.S. bobsled team and only one of the guys is willing to talk to him right and it says Roger guy who's totally just random made up doesn't even have a last name <laughs> yeah and um, he asks him if he could buy a sled off him mm-hmm. so he sells him this hunk of junk that's like one of their old practice sleds that all rusty and, and it's a piece of garbage but while that's all happening Doris goes to watch the time trials and he sees the Swiss team for the first time and he's just infatuated with that team right he's never seen bobsledding before
3: yeah
0: i mean this is before the internet and stuff where he had never seen bobsledding outside of if he had watched the winter olympics but they weren't popular in jamaica because they didn't make teams Mm -hmm. so this is the first time he's actually seeing seeing it and um he, he just becomes infatuated with the swiss team and then throughout the movie he bases every decision he makes on the swiss team until Sanka finally, when they're about to complete their final run, he tells them Gets we're on. not the Swiss team. Yeah, let's be us. Right, we're Jamaican, and I love that part. This this entire movie is filled with those Disney um, pep talks mm-hmm. throughout the. And it was funny because I was kind of when I, I was obviously taking notes during the movie the last time I watched it, and I'm I'm looking at the pep. It's like every time there's an event. There's a pep talk. There's an event. There's a pep talk. There's got to be at least nine pep talks oh, throughout yeah. the entire movie. Right. Every single character has one. Right. It's great. Junior kind of has one when he's talking to his dad. But that's. it's like every single character in the movie has a pep talk from the beginning to end.
1: So it's really funny. I like Yul Brennan as the best. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When is in, in the mirror. Up
1: yeah. I see pride. Yeah. I see power. I see a bad <laughs> blank mother. Who don't give? They no don't swear. Oh, no, they don't nobody. swear. They just says a bad mother. Oh, I thought he said bad mm. ass mother. Oh yeah, bad. No, ass who mother. don't give no crap off of nobody.
0: Yeah, and then in the actual Disney Junior Mars, yeah. yeah, Junior repeats it <laughs> over and over in the mirror. Yeah, and it's great because then when he has to confront his dad, you see him kind of mouth that. Yeah, and and that's what did it. So Yul Brenner, who originally hates Junior for tripping him, yep, get losing his chance at, to get to the Olympics in the, in the summer at least. Mm-hmm. Then that's what helps Junior to grow up and be a man and, you know, confront his
2: father and and actually be part of the race then. Right. Can we talk about the best monologue? And that's Irv telling Sanka that he's not the driver. Yeah, we did that already. Yeah. Let's do it. But I got the quote. quote. All right. right, right. right, Let's run it back. I want Jake to read it as Irv. Ooh. Okay. There it is. You see,
1: Sanka, the driver has to work harder than anyone. He's the first to show up and the last to leave. When his buddies are... What, nah, hold on, let me do this again. You gotta play a this second. This is like the into. original John Candy read-through. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, he's, when his buddies are all out drinking beer, he's up in his room studying pictures of turns. You see, a driver must remain focused 100% at all times. Not only is he responsible for knowing every inch of the curse he raises, he's also responsible for the lives of the other men in the sled. Now, do you want that responsibility? I say we make Therese the driver. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, Sanka. So do I. I think your dreadlocks grew out a little bit. I think you, so too. Yeah, yeah. That Feels one pretty out. good. Jake's pretty
2: good. Who do you think uh, which character do you think Jake does best? Therese or uh no, Senka. Sanka. No, Sanka. You Sanka. Think yeah. So? Sanka.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. Sanka. Now, when they uh, this is also after Yul does the whole whole speech and everything like that, a little bit later we find out that Irv Blitzer actually has had his medals taken away because of cheating right never we never knew that until this point so all of a sudden Irv becomes this redeemable character Mm -hmm. that you finally see why he took these guys up and and got back into the race yeah well not back into the race
2: not only does he lose uh like his part of the team his medals um that loses it for everybody yeah uh Oh man, what's like, what's the like the bad guy's name? Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Kirk. Oh yeah. yeah. Kirk was his was the coach of that right. team. Yeah. So like so he they, lost his medal too. They eliminated when... that mm-hmm. whole.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. He was putting weights squad. in the front of the sled and yep. then
1: lost it. And Dereese tries to get it out of him at first. Right. Yeah. He Never really yeah, did. He didn't want to finally, talk about,
0: about it. Final, yeah. yeah. Did they finally, say his position was? He was driver. Pro- he was probably the driver. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> he seems to be like he would be the driver. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we find out that, and then that makes, uh, like I said, it makes him a redeemable character. Now he has the that um, that drive, that mm. determination now to redeem himself as well as bring this other team up. So we're gonna go to the honky tonk along with our heroes, where hey, they, how they, uh, they get into some stuff. What whiskey Where's honky it? tonk? Whiskey honky right. tonk. Yeah. By the way, um, if you didn't hear anything uh, that was happening there. We've switched from beer of the night to bourbon of the night, and we're going with a, a fine Rebel Yell Kentucky Straight Bourbon. It's good. It's smooth. Um, it's thin, is what I would deem. Thin a good word. Yeah, thin is a good word for it. Um, but it's decent. Yeah, I had this for probably about a week here and sampling, <laughs> and it's you know it's decent. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. So I'm sure the boys were having a little bit of rubble yell down at the honky-tonk in Calgary. Oh, yeah. We covered all our
2: bases. We had some wine with dinner. We did. What are you yeah. steak?
0: Hot steak. Zach made a steak tonight. First time doing a rub, right? Correct, yeah. There the was rub. easily, what did you put on there? Like maybe a pound of seasoning on each one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, Just on that one. Several pinches. Yeah.
0: Because it is cool runnings,
2: it was jerk seasoning. We're trying to get them nice
0: and warm, right? Nice and warm. Mm
2: -hmm. So what we did was, uh, I got a pretty sweet deal on two nice thick ribeye like cut steaks the other day. Um, so Tuesday, Jake and I like to do dinners. Um, so I told him, you know, these are kind of small. These are maybe eight ounces, you know, for a steak for a young man, not that big. You're not that young, so, <laughs> so he says. Uh, hey, I'll. <clears throat> we went over to the store the other day. We picked up some meats. I'll bring over some meats. That's the other part of our deal. The only, uh, only other thing that we do consume other than meat on Tuesdays is cheese or alcohol, mostly mm. wine. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for a side beers? Though? Well, we did have mashed potatoes. Yeah, you got to have taters with the steak. Yeah, today Uh, today we had had
0: mashed potatoes. Yeah, Yeah, that's where it's at. Um, And a fine bourbon, just like
2: Rebel Yell Kentucky Straight Bourbon. There you go. Uh, Right, yeah, of course. Shameless plug. So we're mixing it all up. Um, But anyway, so I had these two nice ribeyes. So he's like, well... All the other meat that we got is frozen right now. <laughs> so let me run to the store. I'm also going to attempt to pick a red stripe. Which it ended up being New Belgian yeah. Accumulation. Accumulation White IPA. You should have known that they weren't going to have... Uh, red stripe ethnic, ethnic <laughs> beer. Yeah. Where, right. we're, where we're from. At a rural <laughs> gas station. <laughs> yeah. It was worth a try. Gas station slash butcher shop. <laughs> right. Um, so anyways... Uh, he says they have this sirloin here. It's like it's only like five bucks. I'm Like, okay, you know, get one of those. We'll split it. That's that's more than enough meat. So he said, eh, they're kind of small. So I'm thinking, okay, I've seen like you know like whatever they call it, like top choice sirloin or something. It's mm-hmm. just like a smaller cut of the sirloin. So said, all right, whatever, get two of them. So he brings these things. They're just slabs of meat. Uh, yeah, the I mean, thing was are quite,
0: easily you know like like a a college notebook size. Yeah, these are oh, like yeah. Yeah. Nine, yeah. Inch,
2: nine inch chunks of me. I think hey, it's pretty to small. throw
0: back to another John Candy film, The Great Outdoors, was it the old 96er?
1: I never saw that movie. No, what's wrong yeah, with no, you? So it's... it's yeah, All right, I after know. this
0: we're going to watch that movie. <laughs> okay. And then we'll do a podcast on it because that, that film is great. It, I like John it. Candy, and it's funny because you compared him with Dan
2: Aykroyd before. Dan Aykroyd. It's John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. That's awesome. Oh, what's that movie? The Great Outdoors. I, I know the movie. I've never of, seen it. Does, is he in one that's like the Great No White North or something? White North or... The Great... No. Is he a spy in that? Spies like us is Dan Aykroyd. Uh, yeah. Okay, man, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Anyways, so uh, he shows up to the house, and he just has these two... Sl- he Got ended up getting two of them. He's got these two slabs of meat. So he had these two big chunks of ribeye, <laughs> which turned out awesome. And then I said, okay, well, if we got these two sirloins, I picked up these dry rubs when we went to Vegas in, uh, last September. And I haven't used, I used one of them on chicken, and it turned out to be pretty good. Um, but they say they're good for when I bought them. The guy was like, oh, yeah, I use them all the time on steaks. So I figured, okay, let's give them a shot on these sirloins. And I used way too much. And they <laughs> turned out terrible. It, no, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> it just was like. A good round
0: heat, mm-hmm. which is oh, not, yeah. What, yeah, not at all what you're expecting out of a steak, right? No. But you throw some blue cheese on top of that round. But, it but the ribeyes are
2: fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah I didn't, didn't get, get any ribeye. Thanks. Well, yeah, we it all- <laughs>
0: <laughs> We ate all that. So who wants to fight some East Germans?
2: Yeah, those guys are ridiculous. The
0: boys from Jamaica did, because they're at the honky tonk. They did. Dude from East Germany comes up, and, and at the time again, we got to go through this. This was like Cold War era, so East Germany and Russia were like our mortal enemies at the at the time.
2: You know, another thing in this is uh, the hockey rink scene. Mm-hmm. I think that might be after, yeah, where the Russians come out. Yeah. yeah, the Russians come out. The CCP. Hmm. Yeah, because they're the Soviet Union. Yep, right. at the Time. Right. Interesting. Yeah, they.
0: Um. Yeah, it was funny because the Soviet Union was competing in the um, the bobsled this year as well in uh, in 1988 and they actually took the bronze that year. So it was it was Switzerland which is the team that the Swiss. that uh, they idolized mm-hmm. right. East Germany and Soviet Union and uh, another fun little tidbit there 1988 USA took 4th. Oh, so just missed the medal. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. So, anyway, so we're at the at the honky tonk. They get in the fight with the the East Germans. Yul, th- this was during his whole speech with Junior, you know, yes. pep talk, you know, our standard Disney pep talks, one of them. Mm-hmm. And then, so Yule Brenner then stands up for Junior to Ewell the was East Germans, Germ- and then he was kind. We... <laughs> <He> was...
3: <laughs> uh,
2: wrong movie. So <laughs>
0: afterwards, they're sitting in the hotel room, uh, the three of them. So it was it was Junior, and uh, Sanka were the ones that got in the fight, and of course. Doris is at the hotel studying turns and and stuff. Yep. So, so they get back there. Doris, he establishes himself as the leader at that moment because he's the one that's talking to him. Like, what are you thinking? And then he says, the thing that is kind of the theme with him is you don't see the Swiss fighting in bars.
1: Yeah.
0: Because he always wanted, he wanted to be the best. Right. He wanted to be the very best. And like we said, you know, Switzerland took the gold that year. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to be the best and he saw that they were the best. So he, emulates himself as that right and then irv says that that um you got to get up early we're going to start the training and stuff and he gives them another disney pep talk yeah so they wake him up the next morning <laughs> and say rise and shine it's, it's butt whooping up time. time love it <laughs> that was oh, one of the best lines in the entire that movie that was great so then, of course, we get yet another training montage. Mm-hmm. There's like, I think, three of them in the movie, these yeah. training montages. Yeah. But this one, we get one of the best shots is them in the bathtub.
1: Yes. Practicing being the terms. in
0: the bathtub. I love it. Yeah.
1: I think my favorite is still the pull-ups, where everyone's doing pull-ups easily. <laughs> yeah. And then Sanka, he's getting helped by Herb. And he's like, you know, eventually you're going to have to do this on your yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that was good. The, the night of the qualifying, when Herb unveils their uniforms, yes, yeah, it's it, that's kind of cool because we don't see them wearing the green, yellow, and black of Jamaica until that moment. Right. you think that was kind of what really solidified them as a team?
1: I think then? so. I think at that moment they're like, okay, this guy believes in us. Now we have to take it the next step. We mm. have to take it to the next level. Yet another Disney pep talk. Yes,
2: and also when they get on the track after the unveiling of their suits, Sanka still asks for Irv's help to put his helmet on over his right. dress. <laughs> he just slaps
1: an eye. Hey coach,
2: it's <laughs> a throwback where it's like they're still the same guys
0: yeah. yep. as they were on the island, right? But now they're competing at a professional level here. Yep, and also that that same with the qualifying, they they go, they find out that this Kurt guy who we found out later in the movie was Irv. Um, former coach, right, that he embarrassed in front of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that he's going to be one of the judges for this run, and he changes the qualifying time to under one minute where it was, it was supposed to be. It was 51. No, it was. one no, be, was it, it was 102. Maybe? Yeah, 102. Yeah, so I he think says, it was. We're changing it to one minute because yeah. he doesn't think they can beat it. Right. So they come down, they can barely get in the sled they're yeah. really fighting to get into the sled mm-hmm. they finally get down they, they finish at fifty nine forty six. that's yep and it's just like this Kerr guy he just he doesn't get it you know he's frustrated at this point that they so then it goes to them painting up their their sled they're all excited they they qualify they have to name it yeah so they want to uh junior wants to name it after his mom Talula. Yeah, Talula. <laughs> sounds like a two dollar hooker, they say. <laughs> <laughs> Another edgy
1: comment for a PG That's, movie. Yeah. You know?
2: My mom's name. Mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true testament to Jake just being his favorite movie. Yes. I watched this movie last night. Yeah. I could not recall that name. Yeah. There's been several <laughs> points through I this. I have
0: I have ten pages of notes uh-huh. and I didn't write that name down. And yeah. Jake just bone pulls it off the top of that. Oh. It's great because for misquoting one of the most quotable lines in the movie. I know. I got most of the I don't know where you got stuff that stuff name from. I you're, don't like, know. you're like
2: a cool running savant. The names are the names are the best because it's like, other than Yul Brenna, which they comment on his full name, a lot. Yeah, it's like Jake said. The full names without prompt. <laughs> yeah, the full names of pretty much all the characters. Yeah, them? I didn't even know that they mentioned the full names of like Darice. sank Sanka Coffee. They say Doris Benik. Yeah, Sanka Coffee and then uh, Junior wants, Bevel. Mama yeah. Coffee is the Mama line, Coffee <laughs> the yeah.
0: Island Bar. Yep. But it, it's Doris that names the sled. Yes. Eventually, Cool Runnings, which yep. means. Peace be the journey. Peace be the journey. Which how great is that and how Jamaican is that I know, too. Man. Is it it's just they're they are striving for peace and unity and joy and it's just the perfect name for that for that sled. And they still use that name to this day right. to name all of the Jamaican Which sleds. Which is they're awesome all I love that. runnings one, two, whatever mm-hmm. in the Olympics. But of course, then after they are painting up the sled and they have this great unity thing, they get disqualified. So John Candy finally has a moment where he gets to stand up for them. And through all this, they're just kind of taking it; they're taking the taking the hits. Nobody likes them, whatever. Right. He finally gets a chance to stand up for him. So that was really his big thing. He had that like Shakespearean soliloquy in front of the uh, the committee, mm-hmm. uh, and Kirk, Kurt, his uh, his former coach, was one of the people. Yeah. So he has that whole moment in front of them then they find out that they got
2: reinstated. Right, so I said earlier on that I didn't really care for John John Candy's portrayal. We'll have that that, uh, slip-up is sponsored by Rebel (laughs) Yell, Kentucky Straight (laughs) Bourbon. Cheers to that, guys, cheers to that, that's right. So, um, anyways. I had mentioned earlier that I didn't really care for John Candy's portrayal of Irv in this because I didn't think that it really fit his character. That scene where he goes in front of the board and like fights for the uh, Jamaican team, his guys, he keeps calling him. I thought that was like, okay, that was that was who I thought this character was. Like, I didn't like. There was no forced comedy. There was no Marvel style comedy of like trying to stick jokes in every nook and cranny of a monologue or dialogue piece is just like, that was emotion that I, that felt like true. Um, That was a good, a good piece of acting. And I think like, I think John Candy was a good actor and I think his comedy was good. He was good at that,
0: at those roles too, where he could, he could be really serious and, and, Give a, uh, a pointed speech like Uncle to somebody Buck. like Uncle Buck. Yeah, he and he does that <laughs> in almost every movie where he gives a really emotional speech. Even Spaceballs, I think he yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mog, and dude, we met a Mog. We met a Mog. Wow. We yeah. met a Mo- well, it was a Wog, right? Right. It was a it was At, uh, Pittsburgh Comic Con, yep.
1: aka uh, Steel
0: City, Steel City
2: Con. Con. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's great.
0: Yeah, one of the vendors was dressed cool. up as as Interviewed her.
2: It just yeah. pains me inside that you you would call at like the great monologues of our time and point at Spaceballs. Spacebar man from Spaceballs. Yeah, <laughs> it's great.
0: Yeah, it's gritty. Oh, I love man. it. Yeah, it's gritty. gritty Jake's gritty. all about gritty, and that's yeah. a shout out to his other podcast. That's Blue, right. The Blue Bald Podcast. So tune in.
1: That's an After if Dark. If you're
0: gritty. Yes. Yeah, if you're gritty, put the kids to bed and tune into put the, the Blue Bald Podcast. Put the kids to bed. Podcast. That's an After
1: Dark Podcast. Uh, take it as, it as it comes. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fun. So. It's something for you. But that's Jake's other uh, project yeah. there. So let's go to the day of the race. So the first <clears> run. Um, when they finally I mean they already did their qualifying run and stuff but they got run one so if you know about bobsledding it's over three runs and you average over the three runs and stuff so their first run here is that day and they finish in last place again they're having trouble getting in the sled and stuff but then Dougie Doug aka Sanka Coffee comes out with the Pep Talk yes and that's the one where um, where Doris gets gets you know mad, and he tells them that they're not being like the Swiss, mm-hmm. and that's when Dougie Doug says, you know, oh, just shut the up Swiss. about the damn
1: Swiss? That's what he says.
0: So then they come out <laughs> for their second for their second run, and then rather than because previously when they're starting, they're doing Eins zwei drei just mm-hmm. like the Swiss do, because yep. they're all they only you know, speak German for some reason, and so <laughs> they they come out there, and that's the first time that we see
1: Jake's favorite line, which is. Feel the rhythm, feel the
2: rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time. And then they scream, cool running, cool Yeah, it's
1: great. Right
2: up. You know, feel the rhythm, feel the ride just sounds so much better. Feel mm-hmm. the rhythm,
1: feel the ride. Doesn't it make more sense?
2: It doesn't rhyme, though.
1: I know it doesn't and rhyme. And it's
2: ironic because the word is
0: rhyme. Right.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah, it but is rhyme,
0: rhyme is right in the but statement. But
1: feel the ride, like, feel Poetic. the ride.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Whether it's ride or rhyme it it propelled them into eighth place. Yes. So at 18 teams, they they finished le- dead last. Now yeah. they're up to eighth place. They finished under 57 seconds, which is fantastic yeah. for for bobsledding at Olympic bobsledding. 50 56 53 they finished in. Mm-hmm. That's great.
2: A, I'm going to bring a piece, piece of uh, real history so that uh, nod to the the eighth running of, or uh, their eighth, eighth place, place finish. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was actually in their, that, that nod was to their second, uh, run at the Olympics in 1992, two, yeah. hmm. right. Cause this was 88. So 1992, um, they finished eighth overall in the bobsled.
1: hmm Really? In 92?
0: Not accurate. Their best finish Let's in bobsled that. ever was 14th. So, Doris is in the room practicing <laughs> turns, and um, that's when Blitzer comes in, and he's got yet another mm-hmm. pep talk, and he tells him why he cheated, and it was because he made winning his entire life, and and um, probably the best line from Irv Blitzer, at least for me in this movie, was when he says... To Doris, a gold medal is a wonderful thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. And 25 Doris, and 92, 25, guys. Yeah, 25 <laughs> and 92. What <laughs> was I thinking of? I just watched I that know. documentary. No, it's not true. So after that quote, after he says, gold medal is, is a wonderful thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough, enough with, with it. it. Then Doris says, how do I know if I'm enough? And he says, when you cross that finish line, you'll know. Mm-hmm. So this is after their second run, they're going into their third run, which is notoriously, this is one of the few things that actually followed the historical events. Right. Was their third run crash. Yes. So when you, when you see ooh, that. Ooh.
2: I got another true yeah. thing that is actually true. The, we'll see. The, <laughs> the scenes of their like running of the actual like bobsled yeah. going through the twists and turns and blah, blah, blah of the track. Um that was actual footage. Actual footage, yeah, which was really cool because they they um grittified.
1: Gritif- a word. That Ooh, Jake I mean, like is. that. I they like. They
0: made that. to make more gritty. Gritify. Yes. Uh, they grittified some of the other shots in that that they filmed in 1993. Right. To to mimic the 88 footage.
2: Yeah. The act of gritting.
0: The act of gritting oh, is to that. gritify. Gritify. So they go into their, their, their final run, they have their best start yet, which actually edged out the Swiss mm-hmm. for the start. Right. And then the skis loosen up because it's this junky uh, junky stuff there.
2: And they end up crashing, they slide down the track. Can I say another piece from the yeah, documentary? Okay, so the reason that they crashed in real life, right. according to this documentary, it's this documentary is 20 minutes long. It's this company or production, whatever, um, it's called sixteen by nine. It's six x nine. If you're looking it up, um, it's like a twenty minute, half hour documentary. But apparently, it's inaccurate because it said they finished eighth. <laughs> <laughs> that might have just been a misremembering. But anyways,
0: um, and that was actually the two man box that had finished twenty fifth. The four man oh, didn't qualify because of oh, the wow. crash. Hmm. Oh, the crash sucks. actually happened in a heat. In oh no, life. I
2: was
1: yeah. talking about ninety two. Oh, oh 92. it was just ninety two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay, he was
2: looking at ninety two. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so the reason for that crash according to this documentary is because they were still very unskilled in this art yeah, of bobsled.
0: They didn't all of a sudden pick up all these amaz- like amazing bobsledding
2: skills. Yeah. Right. Like especially the driving. So in the movie it's a a man man failure issue. They didn't tighten a nut or, you know, conspiracy, you know, some other team loosened a, a nut on their uh, ski right. What really happened was due to their lack of um, Repetitive training experience uh, They had piled into the What do you call that like the cockpit? the cockpit, the cockpit yeah. I guess They had yeah. piled in and they were too close to each other and the driver um, Didn't have the proper uh, the room to turn room to turn. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because a bobsled is actually two pulleys in the front that move the skis. So you're just pulling on the, on the two pulleys, you're sitting in there, kind of like a kayak. Yeah. You're sitting in with your feet against these um, these studs there, mm-hmm. and you're just pulling on these straps that move the skis in the front to steer it. It's amazing. Yeah. So they flipped, they're, they're toast. You dead, man? You're dead, Mon. That's where we see it again, so the reprise of Yededmon. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that part because it just, it brings them back to the island again. There's so many things throughout this movie that it brings them back to the island, it brings them back to their roots, especially after Sanka just had that whole speech about they're Jamaican and they need to be Jamaican. Right. It, all that stuff brings them back to their roots. And then the part that never happened in real life and wasn't even remotely close to what happened in real life was the entire team picks up the bobsled on their shoulders like a yeah. casket, yeah, and carries it across the finish line to the so, roaring slow clap of the East German team.
2: So, like I said, I watched this movie last night, and you know, you watch a movie, you know the story, so you kind of you're looking for little things in the beginning ish of the movie, like the first twenty minutes or so, when you're introduced to Irv and they start their training regiment. He mentions, um, mm-hmm. I believe it's in that monologue to yeah, Sanka, he says that the bobsled is 600 pounds. Yeah. Yet. Yes. In this. They
1: pick it up like it's 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's
2: nothing. No yep. problem. And it's not even, you can't even make the argument like, oh, well, you know, they're in the Olympics. That's carbon fiber sleds or something. No. Nah, this was a trash sled. And they're sled. still not. They're still not made out of like yeah. any kind of other material. Well, you need the weight. Yeah. The weight drives. Yep um so that was cool or not cool at all but what (laughs) was cool thanks hollywood is another uh true non hollywood moment is that you know the clap scene the final end they do pull or push however you want to look at it the official push it up pushing the sled
0: yeah and they just walked behind and in front of it because they just crashed (laughs) So they were in no <laughs> mood to be pushing a sled or in yeah. condition to do so. Borderline right. decapitation. Yeah. Definitely some like People have died running bobsleds. So like oh, that's, yeah. that's no joke. When you crash and your head's slamming off the ice, Oof. you're probably in no condition to push or carry a sled. I,
1: I think it was 600 meters they slid with their heads yes. up against the
2: ice. Plus Just 80 miles. To. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the clap and all that that was that was a real thing part of that documentary is um, the guy telling the story that he was like ashamed he felt like they let down the whole country by crashing and like this was such a dumb mistake that they packed in too tight Mm -hmm. they were whether it be nerves or whatever else um, they didn't have like the muscle memory possibly to to jump in at the proper times or however their spacing is determined Um, but then he said He was just, like, walking. He's like, all I could see was the reflection of the ice and my feet scraping against it. And he's like, I you know, I heard a clap or whatever. He didn't even recognize it as a clap at the time. He said, as I was walking on the track, I knew the guys were pushing the sled behind me. I thought it was possibly something like that. And then it got a little louder. So I started walking faster because I thought the sled was closer to me. And then he ended up picking up his head. And there's, you know, everybody's clapping and cheering. Which again, which brought back to, I think Jake brought it up earlier. These people were like welcomed with open arms
0: in real life. Yeah,
2: in the movie, they made it out like they hated them.
0: And especially the East German team. It turns out the East German team was one of their biggest allies throughout this entire thing. And they were a big supporter of them being in the Olympics and and participating in the bobsled, right? And no that... one was trying to force them out, and especially the Olympic committee mm-hmm. was not trying to force this team out because their coach cheated. Because their real coach never cheated.
1: Yeah. Well, did they actually have a real coach? I they think it they said had like... a
0: series. They had like five trainers. Yes. Yeah. They, but they had a they had a real head coach <sighs> who really was an American bobsled coach for one year. Right. He coached the American bobsled team for for one year um
2: let me get him up and the sled that they that they uh are lent by this mm-hmm. the u.s bobsled guy um that was actually given to them by yeah. the east german team wasn't it yeah that was like uh, i don't know backup. if it was the
0: german team it was one of the other teams gave them some their, European their team it wasn't an american sled. team no it wasn't an american team but they gave them their training sled they didn't have like in the movie they had like Forty-eight hundred dollars left, or something like that, and they bought it off the Americans. Yeah, but real. But again, this was Cold War era movie, right. so you can't make anyone outside of the U.S. look like a nice guy. Exactly. And, yeah. Which is funny because I didn't see Canada represented at all. And no. Canada has yeah, which is interesting too. Yeah, with sliding sports, um, <laughs> and it, it, that's kind of weird. But yeah, they they got the slide from whoever we don't know <laughs> who gave them the slide, whatever it was. Uh, but their actual coach, Howard Siler, um, he was a U.S. bobsledder in like late '60s up until the early '80s, and he won the bronze in '69 in Lake Placid in the World Championships. That was the only medal he ever won. He never won an Olympic medal. Hmm. So like that whole thing where he had two golds and and all this stuff, like Earth Blitzer was loosely based off this guy, and they kind of look alike. Yeah. But um, this guy was never like ashamed bobsled he actually went on to coach a lot of championship bobsled teams um, and he he went to the olympics himself in 72 and 80 and like i said won that world champion or won the bronze world championship and stuff in lake placid but his best to ever finish was fifth like he never even came close to a gold medal and actually u.s olympic bobsled team up until was it 2014 night train won won the gold they hadn't even seen a gold medal or even came close to a gold medal since 48.
1: The That's 48 wild. Olympics
0: was the last time the U.S. was close to a gold medal wow. in, in the bobsled. Night yeah. is such a
2: badass. Night is, is so cool. Name. And
0: it's a shame. Um, Holcomb, the, the captain <clears throat> and driver from Night Train, committed suicide a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. And, I do remember and, um, that. So it's going to be interesting to see who's, who's driving the Night Train this year. Right. At the Olympics, so I'm, I'm interested because U.S. US four-man um, qualified. I think both sleds qualified, so USA won. We're going to see who's driving that thing this year. I'm, I'm hoping it's one of the we, – we do have a local guy from Western New York that's on that team. I did see that. And I'm wondering if yeah. he, if he's going to be bumped
2: up because he was, I think – He was in the three?
1: class D or yeah, something. Yeah, he was it the was back metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that time period, I would say – Disney took a lot of liberties with movies that they mm-hmm, did through
3: mm-hmm. that
2: time. Even into like the early 2000s. Like, look at movies. Uh, somewhere, argue Miracle was like that. Yeah. Um, Brink. Brink. Mm-hmm. Brink took a lot of liberties. We with, talked about Brink with on another podcast, story. Yeah. Was that a true story? In my mind. I it think was it was based story. on a true story. Was it yeah. really? I think they're all based on Brink. a true story, but they're not. Nah, yeah. Dude, why? Come
1: on. I thought that was a Disney original. Yeah, it was. And wasn't that a it Disney a Channel story? show though? Yeah. A
0: movie? It wasn't like that a Disney was a movie. movie. That was like, just that a, was a Disney Channel movie thing. Disney Channel movie, yeah. Yeah, a Disney Channel on, original channel.
2: movie. Like it wasn't in theaters. It was a fake movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a joke. Come on. Oh, okay. But you thought it was real. I don't pick up on Sark. <laughs> I say that well. based, on so... <laughs> based on a true story. Brink based on a true story. I just remember the
1: guy, uh I thought it was Ashton Kutcher, but it wasn't because I'm really bad <laughs> at facial recognition. He gave the one dude worms. To eat or something like That's that. That's fun. Yeah. Uh,
2: another plug to IMBD. I'm on their thing constantly. I'm gonna look up Brink. Ooh, I just yeah. searched IMDb. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Let's, <laughs> another let's shout out through. to Old Yeller or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. whiskey. Uh, Rebel Yell. Yeah. Rebel yeah.
0: Yell. Kentucky Bourbon. Um. <laughs> so that year, obviously the four-man bobsled, they crashed, so they were disqualified. But the two-man, same driver, Dudley Stokes, uh, finished thirtieth in 1988. Wow. No mention of that whatsoever. In the movie, even though he actually did finish finally, yeah. a ride, and then in um, in '92 Olympics, four years later, obviously mm-hmm. in France, Jamaica four-man bobsled finished twenty-fifth. So they were like they actually qualified. And Was it the same team? Stuff. Same you know? team, okay. same exact team came back the, in four years, and that's actually in the end of the movie. That's one of the few things that's true in the movie. Is the end credits when they say they came back to Jamaica as heroes, yeah, and then they returned the Olympics in four years. But they say, as equals, even though they were always accepted as equals. equals. And that's the thing. That's what's cool about the Olympics is everybody's accepted as equals. And it's kind of like that couple of weeks where you can can say, you know, we're all the same and come together in unity. And it always has been that. Even when it was in Sochi, Russia. Yeah. And then Russia went and invaded countries like two days after the Olympics Mm -hmm. ended. But for that two-week time period... Everyone was friends. That's unique. That, that's thing. what's beautiful about the Olympics, yeah, right? What's your favorite Olympic sport? Let's let's do winter since winter is coming up this week.
1: <sighs> um, I would say hockey, but I don't want to be that guy. You could be that guy. No, 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 because you are. I think I like the the freestyle skiing, or like the cross country skiing. Okay. I don't know what? why. I don't know like why the, like the downhill. The downhill. No the downhill. Yeah, 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 downhill and freestyle. He said cross country. Cross Not country. The cross
2: do you mean I, the cap a The, I cat- like the, one? the no, no, no. shooting one? Yeah. That's dope. That's, That's sweet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I don't know why. But That's not what he meant. He I know, meant it's, I know it's like cross- watching a trust for most people.
1: Because yeah, I think in the dope. moment it's like, oh man, I'm actually getting tired watching What's kind of cool about it's the cross country
0: ski though in the Winter Olympics is they're like in packs and there's like yeah. all this strategy involved because yes. you can't get out of your groove, but you need to pass somebody. It's, it's kind of cool, I guess. i just sweet. That's a mental sport.
2: Yeah. I, I can get behind mental sports. It's like, like walking. You're more or less competing Olympics. against yourself, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I just watched a, uh, not really a proponent to working out or CrossFit, but <laughs> I just watched a documentary on Netflix. It was called uh, Fittest on Earth, and it was all about like how CrossFit came to be. And that was super interesting, because I always thought it was, you know, CrossFit is more or less a race. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing pull-ups, but you got to do pull-ups faster than that guy because whoever runs across the finish line wins yeah but that's i i guess in in a way that is true um but their events are more or less like personal times uh so i like i don't know shed some light on crossfit i thought that was kind of cool not plugging on crossfit at all no please don't crossfit that's really lame not about it um can I say my favorite? Dude, yeah, curling to another Olympic sport. To yeah, curling through. is like, meh. Yeah. You, you turn that on when you're having a hard time sleeping after a night I, out. I like
0: watching the there curling because it gets aggressive and they wear yeah. really cool pants usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the outfits yeah. for curling.
2: But you also have two kids. I'm interested in that. So yeah. you don't really have the hard sleep after a night out kind of thing.
0: No. no <laughs> Maybe a hard know. sleep
2: after your kid pukes on you or something. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. <sighs>
1: Yeah. Well,
0: like I mentioned before, I, I like the sliding sports, as they're called, but the bobsled, the luge, the skeleton. Yeah, Those are probably my favorites to watch just because it's high speed, high risk. That's fun. I also like the ski jump because oh, that's the yeah. same kind of thing, that is high fun. speed, high risk. That That's cool. And I love that they do the ski jump only at night,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is cool because yeah, it's like cool. with all the lights on and everything like that. And then they do the slow-mo takeoffs with the lights behind it's just cool visuals yeah i do love how how nbc films
2: the olympics too they they really do a great job with that wherever they are um i would have to say probably my favorite would be just i guess in general sports that you don't see all the time so like skeleton is sick yeah um yeah i like the sliding sports um is that free freestyle downhill? I'm thinking of yeah. Uh, that's really cool, and I also like like the, the X Games types, like mm-hmm. uh, snowboarding and yeah, yeah half, half, half pipe. Half pipe is cool. Was an Olympic. Um, yeah, um, I like that. You know, Shaun White. That was kind of the era that I started to pay attention mm-hmm. to the Olympics. I guess. Well, what's cool about the the downhill stuff? Lindsey Vaughn is coming back in the downhill
0: skiing, which is really cool. Uh, so she's looking to make some waves. This is probably going to be possibly her last Olympics. She looks great. No. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, Jake, Big Lindsey Von. guy. Jake's
2: got a thing for blondes. So, I do. You know,
0: you know, it is what it is. But this could possibly be <laughs> her last Olympics. So, I mean, this yeah. might be another, like her last, um, like who was it, Brody Miller. Yeah. Uh, the the last Winter Olympics, that was his last one. And, right. And he really made a good showing mm-hmm. at that one. So the, the U.S. has... A very good strong tradition in downhill and but so do the Austrians and So that's another one that they're pretty good at so it should be interesting to see how U.S. finishes in in downhill this will be this will be fun. I'm, I'm interested to see
1: Lindsay Vaughn really Make a splash here tear it up. I think it's fun because you see these sports that are kind of like low-key, yeah. under the radar, yeah, and they become so cool for two weeks, or however many weeks. Yeah. I would
0: watch them. If they had, it's like, good. world championships, luge, yeah. on TV all the time, I'd watch it all the time. Yeah. I love it. I so know. It's, it's not, but like, it it means more now. Because does. you look forward to it. And like, the, I like the Winter Olympics better than the Summer Olympics, maybe mm-hmm. just because I grew up Me too. around winter sports, but I, I like that better. Like, Summer Olympics, I like, like... Archery yeah. is cool in the Summer Olympics. I like the you know rowing sports kind of stuff. Same like, thing as me, it's just the yeah. weird ones that swimming. you do not see. I, yeah. love, I love swimming in the Summer Olympics, right. although I don't actually like swimming no. personally, mm-hmm. but I like swimming in the Summer Olympics. It's fun. So those sports are really cool to see, and bobsledding is one of them yeah. that you will never see any other time. Right. Unless you go you could go to Lake Placid and watch them do time trials and stuff like that. But you're never going to see bobsledding anywhere besides the Olympics. Exactly. Which is a shame because it's such a cool sport. It is a cool sport. It's and it's cool fun and inside. it's fast-paced and it's high-risk. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah. It's like NASCAR.
3: It is. It's like nice. you never know. I
0: mean, stuff's going to happen and it, it's just someone in control of the, the steering wheel. Right. Now, Dudley Stokes, who was the the actual person, so so Doris is Dudley Stokes. Dudley Stokes. Stokes. He's, the, he's the actual driver. Um, he came on as the the um, coach for performance and mental preparation and logistics um, for the current uh, bobsled team from Jamaica. Now, the men's four-man bobsled did not qualify for this Olympics, but the women's did. For the first time ever, Jamaica is putting up a women's bobsled team in the Olympics. Hmm. So this will be really cool. So Dudley Stokes will actually be there. Um, and then you see a couple of these other guys that were that were on the team that are now like motivational speakers or something like that. And they're doing some other stuff that we had talked about, like sports players doing other stuff like that. But Ellie Stokes is kind of cool that he came back to the sport, came back to the Jamaican bobsled team, and now he's being a coach. So that's fun. But the men's team actually missed by only one qualifying position hmm. in this Olympics. So that's pretty
2: lame. <laughs> One thing that uh, we were talking about during our meat dinner was <laughs> that uh, they did have a hard time recruiting in '88 when they when the uh, the idea of the Olympic bobsled was first brought or brought up, and that Dudley Stokes actually did say the line where um, Doris says to Sanka that he wants to do a bobsled team and Sanka says, "What's a bobsled?" Yeah. Um, this Dudley Stokes was a, I believe he was in the air force. He was in some branch of the military. Yeah. They were all in the army. Yeah. That's how yeah. they recruited for this, um, for the Olympics there. And Dudley Stokes actually had to do research on what exactly a bobsled was yeah, just and to that it was an Olympic or a, uh, a winter Olympic sport. Yeah, it's, it's funny because there was
0: actually a, um, a couple of American businessmen that were living in Jamaica at the time. And they were watching a uh, pushcart, yeah, right race. Just like at the beginning of the movie, when they when um, Senka's running the pushcart race. So they're watching this pushcart race, and they said that looks a lot like bobsledding. And since they were living in Jamaica, they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe we could have a Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. So it was really just these two American businessmen that kind of started this thing. Well, the Jamaican government wanted nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. so they went to the military and they asked the the Jamaican army. If they could, they were like the defense corps or whatever they're called, but they're basically the Jamaican army. Right. They asked them, "Hey, you know, we need four sprinters." Yeah. So they had a sprint team in the Jamaican army. Or was it Air
1: Force? Army. It was army Air Air Force? Yeah.
0: Okay. And so they said, "Hey, we'll give you our top four sprinters." Yeah. So these guys had no Olympic aspirations whatsoever. It's not like in the movie where they were trying out for the Summer Olympics. Yeah. They didn't make it. Right. They didn't care at all about the Olympics. They were in the army. And That's wild. they basically just went and did this because that was their marching orders. Mm-hmm. So they really didn't care about what was going on. So yeah, guy, right. It's funny. Like Disney really took a lot of um, a lot of artistic liberties with that storyline. Right. But they had those four sprinters, and a little known fact: there actually was a fifth one. They did have an alternate that was one of the one of the other guy's brothers. So they had his younger brother.
2: Yeah, yes. as an alternate, and um, they had to qualify him mid. Olympic Games, right? Because the the guy got hurt, and his brother just like basically went in as a spectator. Mm-hmm. It was Christos Chris, Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, when he got hurt, um, Irv in real life some pulled some strings of some sort, and they ended up getting this guy qualified because they needed in order to qualify. Which I guess kind of harkens back to in the movie. Um, the reason that they're disqualified is because they didn't. Participate in what is it a regional event or something? They didn't
0: participate in like a, a qualifying
2: world Championship, yeah, a world, yeah. a world event um, So in the same regard in real life this Chris guy couldn't qualify because he didn't participate in you know uh, Because he had that, never busted. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. He was an alternate who really wasn't an alternate mm-hmm. um, That's amazing. That's why he couldn't qualify. So whatever they had to do I, I forget off the top of my head, which is uh, <laughs> kind of bad that I brought the point up. Yeah, forgot, yeah, forgot this the is working thing, out but, well. Um, Shout out to Rebel, yeah, Rebel Yell. Yeah, <laughs> Rebel Yell, That's that's doing the really doing the best of me tonight.
0: Thank you, Rebel Yell, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Yes, sponsor of the night. So they they never actually made another thing. You know, since we said we're gonna gut this thing like a fish, another thing is they never even made it to the finals. So yeah. that that crash actually we see it happen as the third race, which is they get three races in in Bobsled. Mm-hmm. This actually happened in one of the heats. Okay. They crashed. Gotcha. And they never even made it to the finals. So that whole thing with them being in the finals and doing all that, you know, they were like the underdog through the whole thing, but they never even made it to the actual race. Right. They crashed in one of the heats and were disqualified. But the one of the things that I think doing all this research and stuff um, that I found to be really cool and I thought it was a nice like closing quote here was uh, George Fitch, who was one of those American businessmen that that established the Jamaican bobsled team yeah. that now has such a strong, rich tradition in Jamaica.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, his mantra that he brought to that team was a good athlete can compete in any sport. So he took these sprinters. That was one of the only true things in the movie. Was he? He had this idea that if you were a good sprinter, if you were a good, a good athlete in general, you could participate in any sport. Yeah. So why not bobsled? Right. And now you have a lot of these guys in that, that are in bobsled. You look at them; they're all different heights and weights and sizes. Every range of human bodies that you could imagine are running bobsled because they're just
2: a decent athlete. Right. I would say that you see that a lot in different winter sports, mm-hmm. or, or not winter Olympic sports, sports different yeah. Olympic sports, yeah, where it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, you see a guy for the first time on screen and the uh, they're talking about him, and they'll say, oh, he qualified for this event, this event, this event, and then this totally different sport. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he ended up being fourth string or whatever, and then he he could... Be- oh, you see that a lot in, like, football.
0: In the NFL, like, like Gronkowski, Rob yeah. Gronkowski was a lacrosse player. You know, so Chris like, Hogan, Chris, oh, Chris yeah, Hogan, yeah, yeah, right? Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan was, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I was, was pretty, like, huh, surprising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that is surprising because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not true. He played. Yeah, at State. Was a he did. was a lacrosse player. Like you see a lot of that too. And like, Bill Belichick just came out and said that he would like to be a lacrosse coach because yeah. that's his first love. Yeah, right. You're like, what? You're like one it's of the crazy. greatest football coaches right. of all time, and you want to be a lacrosse coach. So Mm -hmm. it's cool to see that it is true. Like if you're an athlete, I'm not saying Bill Belichick's an athlete by any means, because he's not even remotely close. (laughs) But if you're an athlete, you... Should be good at any sport yeah. and that's kind of our mantra on our slow pitch softball team So what we did Ooh, was I don't know about that guy Jake played football <laughs> um, He did a lot of kick returns and such yeah So I put him in the outfield thinking he was going to transfer good because hey According to George <laughs> Fitch founder of the Jamaican bobsled team a good athlete can compete in any sport um, Jake's swing is similar to
3: a golf golf.
0: Only you add in a little bit of like swinging an axe at a log. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but his tracking in the outfield is interesting. Can I just add? uh, Interesting. We (laughs) totally understand that a
2: golf swing and swinging an axe at a log are completely different movements. (laughs) Yes. And yes, he does combine (laughs)
1: them. I do. I do. (laughs) I think, I don't know why it was, but I never really played, I played t ball for a year.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I've always been like a golfer. I'm not super great at golf, but. Maybe that's where I get it from. I don't know. He had a
0: football guy too. And a so, football guy. So he's running if you're running down first base, you know, you hit a ground or you're gonna run down first base. Yeah. You you usually pass the bag, yeah. run right through it. Jake stops because he's running routes.
1: Right. Yeah. So I try to cut on a dime. Mm-hmm. Uh also in baseball cleats, not recommended. They're no. not meant to do stops like that. No. So I've come close to probably tearing my ACL a couple of times. But you button hooked. So, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so you're right, know you gonna no hook them. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same thing in the outfield we'
0: be tracking tracking it down i mean it's yeah. just like full speed full speed stop yeah there's no it, slowing down. No, there's no, no, no stretch. No, no. There's nothing. It's full speed stop.
1: And I'll like try to tuck the ball in, and you guys, will be like, yeah, hey, throw it throw in. You got to get it out. We got to yeah. try to do it. you don't play tuck your ball and just you know? start running with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: that you know, there's a little learning curve there, but so George Fitch, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> if you're a good athlete, you cannot compete in any sport. <laughs> Not any sport. Yeah. Some sports, however, yes. Jake could be a. He's quick. He could be a good bobsledder. Ooh. maybe a bobsled Top in take. your future. I like that. It could be. Maybe,
1: maybe that's my future. No chance. No. Now, what was
0: great about the Jamaican bobsled team um, and apparently the U.S. Virgin Virgin Island bobsled team, too, is they opened up the idea to other island teams and other tropical teams that they could compete in the Winter Olympics. And now you see a lot of them competing in the winter olympics Mm -hmm. um whether it be you know some of them are are in bobsledding but a lot of them are in like the um the triathlons and the uh figure skating you see a lot of like like uh, trinidad and tobago and and um the philippines usually have figure skaters in there Mm -hmm. but then you see a lot of these um these guys competing in what's called the the unified team which is sort of the general olympic team that if you don't have a country to compete with you can Go and compete with these teams. Right. And now you're also seeing a lot of these guys from Jamaica pick up skills in bobsled and go to another team. So, like the Canadian bobsled team in last Olympics, one of their coaches was from Jamaica. And really? he coached the I Jamaican bobsled that. team, huh. moved to Canada, and then he was he was coaching for another team. He was the only the only bobsled coach ever to have coached for three different teams in three different Olympics.
3: Wow. You
2: have to be a obviously you have to be a citizen of the country. Mm-hmm. But do you have to be a born citizen of the country or can mm-hmm. No, you don't. You just have to be a legal citizen. And to be a coach you don't have to be a legal right. citizen. Of I the figured country. that much. But, but to
0: participate in for that for that country you need to have declared citizenship. Hmm. I don't know if it's, you know, fill out a legal paper or whatever but yeah. declare yourself as a citizen. That is interesting. Which also means um denying your former citizenship right so if this guy was competing yeah he would have had to deny his jamaican citizenship i don't know if he did but they coach for canada or whatever Hmm. because to be a coach you don't have to do that because jamaica has actually had many coaches from other countries that are obviously not jamaican yeah yeah coaching the team but every every slider, slider slayer that's Uh. different because they call it the bob Sledder. Slay. it's not bob sled. Yeah, you know, right. We call it bob sled, but it's yeah. not. It's bob Slay. Right. Um, so slayers. Yeah, yeah,
2: I would take that. Yeah. Every Greetings one of them sled has god. been from Jamaica. <laughs> Say the Sanko. <same> <laughs> Another plus. one.
1: Greeting sled god. <laughs> oh, that's what we need. Yeah, it's pretty. We bad. need it.
0: It's fun. Though. Oh, we have fun. S- well, we try, but not nearly as fun as the Jamaican bobsled team oh, in the movie Cool Runnings. I yeah. love it because not in real, real life they were very disappointed, but in Cool Runnings. Great, you know, uplifting Disney ending after many, many, many motivational speeches from everyone in the movie. Yes. Overall, Movie Marathoner's rating for Cool Runnings?
1: Oh, like over 100 if you could possibly give it over 100. I'm I'm talking percentage wise. Rotten Tomatoes percentage is that how well. The well, you guys, you, kinda, you guys kind of you guys kind of when you put them you, into their
2: place. Oh, uh, so. we ripped on Rotten Tomatoes. According yeah, to yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, this is the number one drama. So,
1: okay, <laughs> so never mind. Uh, let's go off of the movie What's marathoner the scale. Number? What is our yeah. scale? How are we gonna? Like, yeah, our
0: movies? scale is whatever you want. It to be so it okay. could be like out of five ducks or whatever it doesn't matter.
1: Ooh, All you right. just
0: you make up your own scale as you get there.
1: Okay, I'm gonna give it uh, a full six pack of New Belgium Accumulation White IPAs <laughs> and a glass of uh, Rebel Yale. Right, Yell. Yell. Rebel Rebel Yale. Yeah, Rebel Yale. There's another mispronounce This is uh, a shout out to Rebel,
0: uh, Rebel Rebel Yale, <laughs> <laughs> Ivy <laughs> League <laughs> Bourbon.
1: There it, it is. Rebel make Yale.
0: Any sense? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Cool Runnings pops up at a solid seventy-five percent with an eighty-one percent audience score. So that's actually Jake just hitting the the uh, thumbs up a over times. and over and over. Yeah, yeah. You get to it, the eighty-one. It's a great. But movie. seventy-five. So it actually outranked a lot of really good movies. Yeah. Um, from our podcast last week. So if you didn't listen last week, it. Oh wow. Yeah we we just got just got word that Star Wars The Last Jedi is at 48% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So thank you, everybody who voted.
3: Wow. (laughs)
0: Wow. But uh, if you didn't listen last week, we we ripped apart Rotten Tomatoes, which if you listen all the time, we do pretty much every episode. Yeah. But um, last week was fully dedicated two hours and eight minutes of destroying Rotten Tomatoes. And it is absolutely worth the listen because it is fantastic radio and you're going to love it. So, the Jamaican bobsled team, great story, none of it that accurate. The real story, though, still pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing the Jamaican women's bobsled team this year for the first time ever competing in the 2018 Olympics in South Korea. Can you pronounce the
2: city name? Pengchang. That's pretty good. That was actually, yeah. So, I've been looking, I want to go to Iceland soon. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Names from Iceland looks like you fell asleep on the keyboard and just like <laughs> just hit a, bunch, a bunch of random letters. letters. Or like your computer <laughs> falls asleep. some of them asleep. upside down. A lot of yeah. Yeah. You think your computer falls asleep, I should say, mm-hmm. and you just like randomly jam the keyboard to see what's going on. <laughs> to wake it up. That like sequence of letters that you just like randomly arbitrarily stamped into the keyboard, <laughs> that is a city in Iceland, I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, wow. pretty much. Let's test that. Semicolons we'll test that and all on the
2: keyboard and
0: then look, just search it see Google. if it's in Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Just yeah. put comma Iceland after it. Yep.
2: <laughs> It'll <laughs> pop back up. Small fishing town in Iceland. I yeah. Love it. It'll yeah. say, did you mean? And you'll be like one letter off. Yeah. <laughs> it actually just changes the position of your comma. <laughs> it's great. So from the island, I think it's time
0: for us to, uh, sign off, sign off. So <laughs> couldn't agree more. Irie, be good for all of us at the mar- movie marathoners. I'm Josh. Feel the rhythm. Feel, Feel the rhyme. rhyme. Get on up.
2: It's, it's Bob's, Bob's head head time. time. Oh, I thought we were going to say podcast. Oh, we could do that. Oh. oh, here we go. you so, so, I I guys, we going to be all. Yeah, there, so I'm Josh. Yeah, I'm Zach. I'm
0: Jake. Feel the rhythm. Feel, Feel the rhyme. rhyme. Get, Get on up. up. It's, it's Bob's less time. time. Okay, we're still not together. It's again. podcast time. Podcast time. Either way, good night. Don't Sorry. do it again.
2: It's so-